Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. Are you two ready to learn why I've given up on Flat Earth and now fully support the Hollow Earth theory? (laughs) Heck yeah! I I hope that's the only thing we'll discuss. (laughs) I could, I could. But uh, no, no, I haven't spent the last several days becoming a raving mad conspiracy theorist. Instead, myself and my co-hosts are able to catch Godzilla versus Kong, and boy, oh boy, do we have thoughts. And honestly, as silly as it is, Hollow Earth Theory might not even be the dumbest thing you'll see in Adam Wingard's two-hour slugfest that pits Godzilla versus King Kong in a battle of the death. And by battle of the death, I really mean a skyscraper-sized, hairier version of Batman v Superman. But before we talk about how I grew up near Pensacola and it's not the technological center of the world, I got to tell you that the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check out your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, guys. I have to admit, my introduction there was a little all over the place. Over the course of a couple minutes, I've already talked about Hollow Earth. Batman v Superman in Pensacola, Florida, without really getting into how this all relates to the film Godzilla vs. Kong. But I'd argue that it's the perfect way to introduce a film that has so, so, so many scattershot ideas that all coalesce into a convoluted way for a huge lizard to shoot blue laser breath at a giant ape carrying an axe. Yeah. <laughs> so, but before totally. I throw it to you. Before I throw it to you guys to discuss the film, I'm going to try my best to put this plot in the simplest of terms. And as a preface, this is what I wrote down after watching the film and challenging myself to come up with what this synopsis would be in a couple of sentences. Godzilla vs. Kong is about two young girls that travel around the world with a bunch of crackpot scientists to stop Godzilla from fighting Kong. But alas, they do fight a number of times as these characters provide color commentary like a boxing match. So did I get it right? Uh, nice Godzilla really? impression. <laughs> that is a great Godzilla impression. But I mean, we'll we'll get into it. But basically, this film is about two young girls who are best friends with monsters. Yes, that's true. That's yeah. absolutely true. Very true. So, adding to the ridiculousness of this film is a cast that includes Alexander Skarsgård, oh, what a Bobby cast. Brown. Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, Isa Gonzalez, Julian Dennison, Kyle Chandler, and Demian Bashir. It's a crazy packed cast, and the whole thing is brought to you by director Adam Wingard, who I love because of films like You're Next and The Guests. And before we get into it, if you're listening, Mr. Wingard, I want to apologize for the words that are about to be spoken. Please don't take them personally. (laughs) But for the listeners, as a warning, we're going to start non-spoilery, and for you guys so you know, and then give you plenty of warning before we get into spoilers so guys let's talk about this brian what do you think of godzilla versus kong overall oh i i mean honestly barely watchable barely (laughs) um and and that's saying a lot because as listeners know we we all tend to enjoy bad movies yeah i i mean i can speak highly of the of the effects on the, on the title characters. And it's certainly, I, I just, I enjoyed seeing them duke it out, but I think I'm just kind of tired. Like, and this even goes back to before the monster verse. I'm even looking at Pacific rim. I think I'm just kind of tired of, of this genre of giant things, punching other giant things and and <laughs> oh well, what's that maybe there's a human cast that will help make things better no 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 my friend the, the redeeming qualities are few and far between so Fair enough. 
Mike, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, and and the Brian thing is, like, go, even. so what yeah. can you do? What I do can do? even, but okay. <laughs> it's a it's a bad movie. I will say that it it's not defendable unless you just want to cut out the <laughs> the parts where they're fighting and just make like a twenty five minute movie out of that, which is a completely watchable movie. And probably far more forgivable because you don't have to watch a lot of these great actors say terrible, stupid, stupid things, um, which we'll is always I've got yeah, some terrible, stupid things I'd like to repeat. Yeah, it's always befuddling watching these movies. You're like, look at this huge frickin cast. I know every single one of them. Why are they what made them? go, yes, this is the movie I want to be a part of. And I'm pretty yeah. sure it's got to be money. They've got to be throwing <laughs> so and, much and fucking money at this stuff. I think it takes about a week to film for most of these people. Like Probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I This this segues into, I don't want to cut you off too much, Mike, but this segues into a game I want to play with you guys. Oh, boy. Ooh. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. We're mentioning the cast, and and in preparation for recording this, I, I took a, a stroll down IMDb, and I, I'm going to challenge you guys not to look at IMDb right now. I'm going to name an actor. You tell me what character name they have. Oh, no. I, I've, I've already <laughs> lost. And, and, and for the listeners, I just watched this movie last night. Brian, when did you watch this movie? Last night. And Mike, you watched it a couple nights ago, I think. Right? I watched it a couple days ago, yeah. Okay, so still relatively fresh in our heads. You my ready? voice tone changed because I'm dialed in right now. I'm no, if go. if you could like, if my wife was sitting here, she'd be like, "Oh, there's no way." He he calls people what's his nuts and what's her nuts <laughs> in everything we watch because I have no idea what character names are. Even in, when Game of Thrones was on its last season, I had no idea what most of the characters' names were. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Maybe Mike's disqualified, but Brian. <laughs> Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård, what's his character's name? Oh, oh, you're asking me to guess the name. Uh, I don't know. Dash Rendar. Nathan <laughs> Lind. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lind, yep, yes. yes. Okay. And... Did you catch my Star Wars reference? Did you catch my Star Wars <laughs> reference? This one should be easy because this is the second film that we've seen her in. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, I don't know. Enola Holmes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Madison Russell. Okay, okay. flip this a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to name the character name. You tell me yes. what actor. Okay. Okay. Ooh, there we go. Maya Simmons. Uh, Is that Rebecca Hall? Oh, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isa Gonzalez. That's right. Her name she was Maya and... Simmons? They yeah. must have been established characters in the, the nope. like Godzilla lore, right? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Really? Who knows? I'm not sure. Her and her dad. Her, but... her and Damian Bashir. Yeah. Um, because I okay. remember saying Walter and Maya Simmons. They don't look <laughs> like, like Walter and Maya for sure. That's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Josh Valentine. Ah, uh, oh, that's uh, Kyle Chandler. Nope. Kyle no. Chandler. Julian Dennison. <laughs> Kyle Chandler. Do they ever even say his name? I think the they movie? said Josh once. But the okay. reason I'm doing this, and 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 I'll I'll cut it short. Well, actually, I got one more for you. Lance Reddick. That's the actor's name. He did show up and surprise me from The oh, Wire, if you're listening at home. I don't remember his name being spoken. You ready? Yeah. Monarch Director. Come there on. we go. That makes more sense. <laughs> they didn't even give him a name. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I'll just segue into my quick thoughts because I got, I got another question for you guys. But my quick thoughts kind of echo what you guys said. This movie's bad. Like, there's no two ways around it. 
it is bad for all the same reasons that Godzilla King of the Monsters is bad in that they try their damnedest to give you so many characters hoping that one like you know connects with an audience so that they can have some sort of like human heart to this movie to mm-hmm. then somehow in some convoluted way make for a reason why these two monsters have to fight and convoluted holy crap is this convoluted we're not going to get into spoilers but this is a two-hour movie where there is a fair amount of fighting but I would say probably the fighting, I think Mike was right. I think it's about 25 minutes altogether. And the rest of that hour and a half is exposition. Like it's yeah, just trying to yeah, figure your way to the next big set piece or why in the fucking world would they do this? That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't and, make sense most of the time. And there is literally one major part of the storyline, probably like the biggest human part of the storyline is about one of the monsters getting a weapon. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not the part that bothered me the most. I can't wait till we talk with spoilers because <laughs> yeah. I have but, oh, but yeah, to spill the beans on that one. But yeah, that's what that's the type of movie we're talking about. And I can already hear defenders of this genre and of this, I guess, franchise now saying things like, oh, it's not meant to be, you know, an Oscar worthy movie. Oh, you know, this is supposed to just be about the spectacle. And I'll tell you what. I really dislike movies that ask you to, quote unquote, turn your brain off when you watch them. I think that the best blockbusters present us with likable characters. Yeah. You know, they do like yeah. the bare minimum. You give us likable characters. You give us characters that we even remotely care about. And then that makes the spectacle so much better. Right. Mm-hmm. And this movie just doesn't do that. I will say there no. is one relationship in this movie, out of all of these movies that have come before in the, the recent Monsterverse or whatever they're calling it, there's one relationship that does work for me, and it's one that has no dialogue. And I'm wondering, hey, oh, why is yeah. that? I, I know what you're talking about, and yeah. I'll tell you what. It, it's the, the human actor that plays that role is probably gives the best performance of this entire film. Uh, absolutely. And, the best and, performance in the franchise since Brian Cranston. Probably. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, I, I would put um, John C. Riley up there as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Kong yeah, Skull Island true. I do enjoy. I will yeah. say out of all these movies, that is a, a very good movie. Yeah. But to go back to that that relationship you're talking about, it's a bit ham-fisted. And I, I just didn't care at the point. Like, there's a crescendo <laughs> and a payoff for that. I just didn't care. It's Maybe it's that's al- why I enjoyed the movie a bit more than you guys is because I actually bought into that. That little relationship between – I'll just say it, King Kong and the little girl, yeah. that is what made the movie watchable for me. That and obviously the crazy CG fight action. But yeah. outside of that, it's just a shit show of what and why? It's just – who – I don't even understand this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess my point is when I, to get back to the, like the turn-your-brain-off blockbuster idea – I I look at $200 million movies and I expect more out of them, right? This isn't Willy's Wonderland. This is Godzilla versus Kong, two of the most iconic film characters of all time in a $200 million movie filled with A-list actors that that Warner Brothers is trying to get people to spend money to watch. And I just like – I expect more, and and this movie just doesn't deliver. Yeah, I I would – Pretty much agree as far as the characters and, and all that stuff goes uh, on the the effects and the spectacle and the creativity and the fighting uh, between the two characters. I thought it was really 
decent in that regard. But when you don't have anything to cling on to outside of a little girl that gets maybe five minutes of screen time, it's kind of, yeah, it's empty. It's hollow. Yeah. Ooh. Hollow. <laughs> yeah, hollow Earth. Um, Very good. Much like our Earth. It is hollow. <laughs> are we are we getting into spoilers yet? Because no, I no, just no, want no. to break no, it. No, no, up. no, no, oh. no, not, not there yet. Because I want to, I want to, I want to take you to task on the fighting. And Brian, okay. you mentioned you like the spectacle too. Yeah, I will say that the best parts of this franchise, I think, are in like the first thirty minutes of the first Godzilla. And the reason being is that it was almost like Jaws or like Cloverfield, where yeah. it was so much of a human story and drama and a family drama mm-hmm. that. With like this looming darkness and this looming disaster. And this yes. movie just doesn't even have that pretense. Within what, like five minutes, you're already getting your first Godzilla attack. And yeah. so from there on, it's like spectacle. Because in the last movie, we saw Godzilla fight like 15 monsters. Yeah, so went hard. Have to, <laughs> yeah, and, and so all that to say, when it got to the spectacle, Adam Wingard's trying to do all these interesting things by having a lizard and a an ape fight each other in a city that it almost looks like a cartoon. Oh, it's the, very cartoony. Yeah. And, and and it's hard to care about the billions of dollars and of destruction and human life that is is dying. Yeah. My wife really... actually brought that up while we were watching it. She's like and no, they're not going to go away from the city. I'm like, this isn't a superhero movie. These are animals. They don't give a fuck. So, right. And, and they do go. say, like, we're going to try to evacuate the cities. But half those movies, half this movie is people, like, running as buildings are falling. But then when they show the wide shots and you see Godzilla leaping from building to building or aircraft carrier to aircraft carrier, and he's leaving, like, craters, it's like, like, at, at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm totally out of it. I'm done. Did you get any uh, Ang Lee Hulk vibes from that scene when he was jumping around? I totally flash back to that scene when he's jumping through the desert in Hulk. Like, yeah. oh, we've come so far where, where, where I'm reminded of that another terrible film from 18 years ago. See, I don't um, even remember Ang Lee's Hulk. Good. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I do. Um, I will say the, the special effects in this one are, are much better 20 years yeah. later. But, yeah. but not by much because, again, once you – the best special effects in my mind is when you don't even know they're special effects. Mm-hmm. And and this, yeah. obviously, you have to know that these are, are actually not skyscraper-sized animals. Yeah. But it becomes so CGI that it just it, it just all kind of loses its impact for me. I was just going to say, I, I yelled the words, look at the money, multiple times during this movie. <laughs> right. Because that's that's the best we can get with this. You know, that's, it's yeah. it, oh man, that looks expensive. <laughs> but yeah, it, what it is. Yeah, it, um, it, it, it's that. And, and and I'm gonna throw this to you guys too. I got really bad Michael Bay vibes from this movie in particular. In the the scenes come and go yeah. quickly. They jump all over the world. There's so much exposition that always ends with like either a an insult or a quip at the end. That's always like too clever for the person saying it. It it got to Transformer levels. There's one character in this movie that reminds me of the John Turturro character from Transformers. Uh, that it's on like ass, on like cocaine though. Yeah, yep. and and it's it, it they all hinge on conspiracy theories that are somehow true, and it's just yeah. This felt like Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah, I, I would concur. Oof. I'd say there's some very Bay vibes here. You know. You you mentioned the cartoon aspect of this, and I remember like again, it's 
same studio but different film going back to pacific rim like just big things fighting each other kaiju fighting robots whatever it's in the same wheelhouse and with jaegers by the way jaegers yeah. yes you stupid asshole <laughs> <laughs> mike said I, it i was going to i thought but like i i remember thinking there was some review that said pacific rim this is a this is essentially a saturday morning cartoon since then i've approached all these movies with that same mentality thinking yeah. man this is going to be the ultimate like i i'm going to feel like a little kid again just watching this stuff happening and i just it is cartoony but it's not in that sense not in that like delirious like oh my god this is i'm finally seeing this thing that you know has only existed in my you know eight-year-old brain it was i almost just felt tired you know, like from mm -hmm. the, the first moment that Kong swings his fist at Godzilla, which, by the way, why is it always in slow motion? Like why? Because like, it looks cool. It looks Ask so Zack cool. Snyder. As Mike oh. said, it's so expensive. They want to milk it for all it's worth. OK, it's so like, expensive. Yeah. But why? Why is it that when when Alexander Skarsgård is walking away from Kong on an aircraft carrier, you can tell that it's a green screen. You can see the green screen almost like <laughs> so much money in that. I don't know. It's that's nitpicky. But yeah, go on. Hi, Sally. You you mentioned being tired, and I want to throw this to you guys too. I have a, I have a, a serious question, and it sounds like a hot take, but I swear this is sincere. And it's it's the thought I had after the movie, which I kind of echo what Brian said. We've seen Legendary now try four times to make these films work there's godzilla there's kong skull island king of the monsters and now godzilla versus kong and i think it's fair to say that outside of kong skull island and the first 30 minutes of godzilla the films really haven't worked more than just pure popcorn trash spectacle yeah yeah so all of this is to pose a question to you guys should they even try for another one of these movies <laughs> they, they make money sure but creatively there's not much else that they can do without getting into spoilers. Um, they don't make much money. No, but they, no. they make just enough. And, yeah. and this one already has been a huge hit in China. Like it's made yeah. something like a hundred million or something already. So obviously they've shown that it's just impossible to balance a good human story with kaiju action. So why bother? Michael? <laughs> well, I, to be honest, I wouldn't have been able to tell you probably a year ago. But and, and this is going to go back to my family and my son, his friends around this neighborhood, he's got older kids that are like six to ten that love these movies and they love the spectacle of them. They love everything about them. They watch them every day. So uh, I wouldn't have been able to put a, like a, a finger on what who these movies are made for until I saw like these six to ten year olds just gobbling it up. And that really is who it is for. Like if you look at yeah. uh, not not the original Godzilla. The original Godzilla is very much about something. And you uh, mean the Matthew Broderick one? No, <laughs> yes. Uh, which sorry, I, I did rewatch. Somebody, somebody listening to like pull their hair out. At yeah. Which I did rewatch recently, thinking maybe in my nostalgic brain it's the best one, but it really isn't. It's terrible. Yeah. Um. So and I watched all of them, all of the new MonsterVerse ones leading up to this, and every time I was just like, I, I just ran out of ability to care by the end of the movie and yeah. i will say out of all of them except for kong skull island this is the one where i was just like willing to roll with it the most and i don't know if that's a tribute to adam wingard's approach to it or if it's just i know what the the deal is let's You've been just beaten into submission yeah, i've been beaten into submission at this point so 
I think it's it's made for people that aren't us, and that's okay. But as long as they keep making money and and there's a, a reason to make them, and obviously there's celebrities that are coming out the fucking wazoo to line up to take the money for these. So <laughs> yeah, they're probably gonna keep making them if it keeps you know making some noise and making some money. Brian, should they bother? Uh, no, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> thank just, you. Somebody with somebody with reason. I yeah, <laughs> there's. I, I I mean, I I cannot agree with Mike more about like I mean, just these casts. Where are they? How? What are they doing to to lure these people in? I mean, it's it's. I don't know, but but yeah, I I think about you know you've you've said the word crescendo, and where we've kind of led to this point here of this is it. I don't, I, I personally, I don't wish to imagine a follow-up. I don't wish to imagine like, well, what could be better than this? What could be bigger yeah. than this? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't see it going anywhere. Like we, I, we can't have him. Well, we can't have him fighting like a, a, a robot. Well, and, have you <laughs> um, seen any of the old Godzilla movies? They, they I, can do no, this for I haven't. I, yeah, I there's always could. another monster. And yeah, but that's the thing is, is there was a charm to those movies. Almost, was, it was like an art form. The whole yeah. rubber suit kaiju stuff, and mm-hmm. this just doesn't even have that. It doesn't even have like the the artisan aspect of it. Like this is just so hollow. Again, to say the word, it's it's so obviously. Let's pound out a script. Let's well, wait a hire some A list actors. Let them fight the end. And yeah, let them fight. I think Kong is a compelling character i really Kong do and the little girl i'm telling you those yeah two. I, well, what I, do you but again what do you do exactly uh, uh, yeah you can't make let's not get into spoilers i guess like but yeah yeah that's that's kind of where i fall on it too is is we've reached kind of the apex again another keyword here god <laughs> <laughs> and 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 really we're about to get into spoilers here because i, I want to talk about the jump the shark moment but there is a jump the shark moment in this movie where there's just like it's done it's it's like what i'm expecting the next fast and furious to be they're going to send him off into space and suddenly it's you know something that you know it's lost all semblance to what it used to be and i think we've reached that with with this godzilla franchise and a i don't care to know where it goes there's just nothing about this movie that leaves me asking questions or wanting more and b i just don't know how they could continue this story with any semblance of uh craftsmanship and artistry so that's where i stand wow yeah i mean it's it's the truth and again like i said sorry mr wingard you did the best you could but this is just like they handed you a a a really tough proposition so yeah i don't if that's if the script is what was put on screen, then yeah, they handed you a pile of shit. <laughs> so a uh, final thought before we get into spoilers here, I want to do a warning and I assume you guys will agree with me. If you are somebody who is listening to this and thinks I'm crazy and has been super jazzed about this movie, like, you know, great, good on you. I would recommend wholeheartedly to not watch this on HBO Max and go to your theater because that is the only way you're going to enjoy this movie. The spectacle, the the fights, all of that is best enjoyed in a theater setting, I'm going to say. I've got a pretty great system at home. I watched it with you know all the bells and whistles I could, and I still kind of was turned off by it. But if your plan is to watch this on your laptop or your phone or a tablet or you know some 30-inch TV, just don't. Right. Like, 
Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. It, it is best. Yeah. yeah, it'd be best enjoyed that way. You're right. I I would a hundred percent agree if like the head of the CDC didn't have a crying plea for people just yeah. to stay the fuck inside this week. <laughs> um, so with that, I can't necessarily endorse people running out to the theater for it. Uh, but yeah, it is best seen in that environment. I, I and, and we're not talking like film purist here like literally the only redeeming quality of this movie is the spectacle and you know even if it means waiting a week trust me just wait a week or two or three or whatever try to see this in how it was intended yeah absolutely any final non-spoiler spoilery thoughts from you guys i'd watch another kong movie i'd do it not a godzilla movie yeah not a godzilla movie i i i definitely see another kong movie yeah godzilla is completely out of gas (laughs) <laughs> not blue breath though it's got plenty of that it's got plenty <laughs> got of that plenty. <laughs> okay guys so uh we're gonna pause here now for the listeners and on the what in a couple seconds here we're gonna return with spoilery thoughts so stick around we need kong the world needs him to stop what's coming okay now we can talk full full spoilers for a bit And I want to tell you the moment when I laughed out loud and realized that I might actively dislike this movie. It's a line where Brian Tyree Henry and his two teenage friends, which sounds weird, but that's the plot of this movie, are looking at friends. They're just acquaintances. Yes. Two high school kids travel across (laughs) the world with a a crazy person. Yes. Who bathes in bleach. (laughs) Okay. That's right. We're losing losing the, the, the train of thought here. So Brian Tyree and his two teen friends are looking at a robotic version of Godzilla. And Brian Tyree Henry says, man, that's Robo Godzilla. And Julian Dennison, I think his name is Josh, says, no, that's Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, like he knows suddenly. I I Uh, couldn't roll my eyes further back in my head. That was pretty terrible. That was mine happened. Mine happened a little later in the movie when they got to the hollow earth and there was a sun. And oh. I went, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I didn't even notice that, but you're absolutely right. It would be completely dark, huh? Yeah, it's ludicrous. Like, yeah. where is that sunlight coming from? Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. There, there's a lot of those moments in this movie. Okay. Especially, okay, yeah. Keep, let's keep Yeah, going. yeah, yeah. We'll, um, we'll get yeah. to the moments, but um, I want to go back to Mecha Godzilla because that's kind of the, the big reveal, right? Is mm-hmm. that, you know, the bad guys are building a mech. Does Mecha Godzilla work? Were you excited? And this, for me, I, I teased it earlier, was the jump the shark moment. Am I crazy for thinking this is the jump the shark moment? And it's it's definitely a jump the shark moment, but at the same time, like it's a movie guess, full of jump the shark. Moments. Yes, there there it is, there it is. So I could accept it. Like, yeah, this the, in the context of this, and in, in a weird way, kind of in tribute to the old school Godzilla films. I'm I'm not going to say that it worked, but I also wasn't like rejecting this it, it is yeah. a jump the shark moment for sure but i was also like okay yeah of course this is happening right now everything you, about mecha yeah. godzilla was just weird the yeah. way they the way they had it linked to a person via yeah. the skull i challenge the, you mike to tell me how that works yeah <laughs> it's just they t- they saw pacific rim and they're like well, we're gonna do something even dumber and and they did they really did they connected a brain of a person via you know monster zero i don't know it doesn't make any sense yeah the skull of monster zero which somehow has a connection with i don't i don't get it i don't know i don't get it 
But then again, there's a sun in the middle of the fucking Hollow Earth. So, oh, it's so cool. dumb. Okay, so th- <laughs> we can all agree Mechagodzilla just doesn't work. It's not exciting. Um, I want to I want to stick on Mechagodzilla for one second, and we'll we'll totally dig into Hollow Earth here. Yes. Can we talk about his secret weakness? Yes. We're gonna get to that in a second. Okay. But first, I want to also tell you another moment where I about threw something was my realization that Kong and Godzilla have a Martha moment. Do they and- really? Yes. What was that? Godzilla has Kong pinned down, and Godzilla screams at Kong, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Kong screams back at Godzilla, and they both pause for a second, look at each other, and then realize they've been friends all along. <laughs> <laughs> they should have queued up the, the Golden Girls theme there, like, thank you for being a friend. And then they go and fight Mecha. Like, it's, it's what happens. It is true. I'm not even exaggerating. Well, uh, yeah, but I, I'd argue that, you know, they don't really have that. We're, we've been friends all along. It's more like a, all right, I beat you. Fuck you. Fuck you, too. And then I start to walk away. And then the whole Raubo shit happens. And, you know, yeah. then, you know, Kong decides to be Kong, which worked for me because the little girl made it work. Yeah. And the relationship between those two worked. But, yeah, but anything – containing team godzilla which is millie bobby brown and her gang of misfits oh, was just the i i could have like i would pay a lot of money just to to see them cut out of this movie because it it made the movie so much worse yeah their little storyline well i i understand the idea of they they try to humanize godzilla and kong at the same time but clearly godzilla is kind of the asshole and yes. kong's a good guy and it's very much a Batman v Superman thing where they're like, OK, we got to make these guys fight each other. But then we also have to make sure that they team up at the end and fight the real bad guy. Yep. And we've seen that movie a million times. Yeah. And it's just so ridiculous. Um, OK, Mike, you mentioned it. Please, for the listening audience, tell them what the key was to defeating Mechagodzilla. Yeah, so – Team Godzilla, Millie and Brian Tyree Henry and Julian Dennison, they are trying to figure out the password into the computer that controls <laughs> Mecha Godzilla at a cybernetics plant. They yes. are literally trying to and uh, figure is out Brian the Tyree out of Henry, the, the employee of this company, the one who figures it out. No, he doesn't even figure out the password because they, that's ridiculous. They leave Julian Dennison. Yes, it would. But Julian Dennison, this like 13 year old kid, is trying to figure it out. He's like, because I'm a hacker or whatever he says. Which has in, never been set uh, up. Yeah. And he gives up and pours booze on the computer, and that's what does it. And that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It doesn't just short out the computer, um, it shorts everything. It shorts out Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Yes. This supposedly bigger, badass version of the most terrifying being on the earth is taken mm-hmm. down by a flask of whiskey. Yep. Yeah. They couldn't have gone to the human that was in the skull and nope. tried to mess with that way. No. He was already dead. Makes sense. Oh yeah, that's right. He was already dead, which, ugh. so does, are we to believe his soul was in Mechagodzilla no. at that no, point? No, no, no. Oh. That, uh, what I gathered is that after he died, Mechagodzilla was on his own with the brain matter that they scraped off of, uh, Ghidorah or whatever. Okay. I, I'd say both of our theories are equally right because they gave us zero answers there. They really did. 
<laughs> he just had lightning attack him from a computer because that's what happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a computer he was wirelessly connected to got electrocuted <laughs> and, and shot- shorted. Yeah. And it- for some reason, that's what happens. I don't know. Yep. Oh, and the main villain, by the way, Demian Bashir, is taken out in a comic way. Both both him and his daughter. Are, it's laugh lines. Mm-hmm. Where they pause and have like an oh shit moment, and then like everybody else basically just you wait for the audience applause. Like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That uh, reminded me of uh, uh who was it? Ma- uh, Melon? Melon Ackerman? Her death in Rampage at the hands of another giant, giant gorilla. Do you remember I this? never watched that movie. I'm another gonna... movie oh. I saw and don't remember. Yeah. But at least that had The Rock, so it had to be better than this. Sure. It did have The Rock. <laughs> And and Brian, I want to mention this to you and Mike. You guys might have both had this thought too. In the final fight, Godzilla or not sorry, not Godzilla, King Kong gets his shoulder dislocated. <laughs> <laughs> what movie did they rip off? Oh, what it, I mean, that's uh, been in multiple movies. Oh no, it's very fair. much one movie. Lethal Weapon. Uh, yeah, there's Lethal Weapon, but there's, there's also that weapon. that fighting movie with uh, oh, Warrior? Bloodsport 2? Is it Bloodsport 2? Oh, Bloodsport 2. Oh, oh come no. on. It, it, what people are going to see is <laughs> it's Kong has a busted shoulder, and he does the, the Martin Riggs thing where he finds the closest wall, in this case a building, and bangs his shoulder up against it to magically put it back into into yeah, yeah. place. Smart and it works. And he gets yeah, an axe. Because, yeah, Kong understands anatomy in that way. Yeah, it's just like I said, there's so many moments where one movie would be completely like the legs would be chopped out from under it. But this movie just keeps on plugging and and gives you another one of those moments and another one of those moments. And look at all those magical effects, guys. Look at that money. Yeah. Speaking of magical effects and money, let's let's talk Hollow Earth. (laughs) So for those listening, here's what happens. They decide that we don't know it at the time, but the evil guys are trying to power Mechagodzilla, and the only way they can do that is with some magical force that is only in the middle of the Earth because we've come to find out the middle of the Earth is actually hollow, not filled with magma or any of that. Mm-hmm. It's a paradise filled yeah, with, with the sun. really, really massive monsters and bugs that uh, is apparently where Kong and Godzilla and all of them come from. And powered by some blue glowy thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what the bad guys need. And while there, Kong gets a, an axe, which is also blue and glowy. And yeah. So what did you guys think of finding out that our Earth is actually hollow? And that you can literally drill from China to the center of the Earth. <laughs> they literally dig a hole to China in this movie. Yeah. I, I don't know. I It was so ridiculous that it was kind of fun at first. And then it just got dumb. You know, with all the gravity stuff and you know the, the sun, you know, in the middle of the the thing, and then the fact that the robot that they sent to get readings on this energy source, all they <laughs> needed was the readings, and then they were instantly able to recreate that energy source, which is it's like just, an, a a not normal energy source. It's not like they, you know, just found that it was all powered by electricity. It's some glow bluey thing that he just needed to like genome, I guess, and like. Facts got over it. the now we have unlimited results. amounts of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it doesn't make sense. It's a stupid movie, but it doesn't. <laughs> you don't. The the point of these movies is not to ask questions. You just got to go with it. But what's too much? Mm-hmm. 
I think this movie really asks that question a lot. Well, really quick, I feel like uh, this movie really made me rethink the acting ability of of these people. Uh, But especially Brian Tyree Henry. I think we have not commented on how bad Skarsgård is in this movie. Well, we're talking about Hollow Earth, so that's kind of his forte, apparently. Mm -hmm. I I actually thought he had a problem saying those words, because every time he said (laughs) the Hollow Earth, I, I, I was confused, like, Maybe I'm not hearing you right, but it doesn't sound like you know how to say those words properly. Like it, it just coming out of his mouth was really, it just it didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, nothing was, felt all, natural coming out of his mouth in this movie. Nothing. All of his lines were really strange, and he was unlikable. And I thought I think he was supposed to be kind of like a a likable kind of character, but he yeah. it very much did not come across that way. Yeah, um, yeah. The the only people I moderately liked in this movie were Rebecca Hall and her like adopted daughter and that which we it. never get any explanation why <laughs> like True. why this girl is is rebecca hall's adopted kid yeah they do do they explain it yeah yeah I'm... she is one of the la- when the storm came and swallowed skull island the the people that were on the island oh yes I remember were that. were killed and she was one of the last remaining uh, people and rebecca hall adopted her and it's which like, i totally this? connected to i thought it was great as far as the connection they had and no, no, the, it, the it was definitely the best part of that movie for sure. Yes. Really quick. I, I thought the needle drops in this one were not, not great. And I feel like we've seen a few movies now recently where the, where these song placement has been pretty bad. I don't think it's as bad as skull Island. I feel like that one is just a mess of, of, I disagree there. Classic rock. I liked I liked Skull Island a lot. So. The the thing about Skull Island is it's not like surprising seventies classic rock. Yeah. True, but this one like and I'm 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 would love to go off on a tangent on what Junkie XL brought to the table here, which is a <laughs> steaming pile of of Godzilla dookie. This is not the first time you've you've crapped yeah. on Junkie XL. Yeah. No, I a person I once thought would be Hans Zimmer's natural successor has really let me down, and this is just another example. Like we heard it in Justice League, I didn't like it, and here once again, it's just sounds. Mm-hmm. The the you're you're meant to feel intimidated when when Godzilla first shows up. The the big theme, the big orchestral hits, and I just you know. We could have easily, I would have loved it if they just took all the music out. Imagine how cool the fight scenes would have been if they had just been, you know, just the sound of fists hitting each other, you know, like that. I think could have been. But it wasn't just fists. It was Kong yelling, throwing a fist, then Godzilla screeching. It would have been terrible. Mm -hmm. That's true. I take it back. Yeah. The only needle drop that really bothered me was the one that that came at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt awkward. Uh, but the rest of them, I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Makes I get sense. It. Okay. Sure. All right. We were talking about dialogue earlier, Ugh, and I mentioned yeah. the, the oh, that's Mecha Godzilla line. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. another one that Alexander Skarsgård says where – so the first round goes to – the first battle goes to Godzilla pretty handily. Mm-hmm. And then the second one – Well, it is on his turf yes. in the ocean. Yes. Ocean. Mm-hmm. And then the second one goes to Kong – and Alexander Skarsgård, no joke, no nothing, turns to them and says, well, I guess round two goes to Kong. <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. even the characters are treating this as a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Were they, were they trying? Like, honestly, like, I this is such a consistent theme amongst these films, with the exception of those few actors we've seen 
Cranston and, and John C. Riley and all them, like, really, are these people trying at all? Or, or what are they, what are they doing? <laughs> Honestly, what are these actors doing? Do they even like to the point of do they even understand what these characters are supposed to be? Were they not given much to work with? I mean, you'd think that four movies, four different directors, four mostly different casts, you're bound to find a small handful of of decency. But God, outside of those few, I think that most of these people have just kind of sucked. I don't know. Is yeah. that too harsh? But no, it's not there. It's definitely not anyone's best work in this no. movie. I think Rebecca Hall was probably the closest to decent in this movie. I will say I didn't think like her this role and like movies like Transcendence, what she did in Transcendence were, were all that different. Like she's kind of playing that scientist, even like Iron Man 3. I was like, about I to say Iron Man 3. I got those yeah. vibes. You know, <laughs> I, she's not well, a bad actress. I, I really like her. No, she's and, great. And she's not bad in this movie. Like it's just, I don't know, kind of. I Brian Tyree this, Henry is is very bad in this movie. Yeah, Alexander really Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Kyle Chandler, like people who have put in some good performances in their life. Kyle uh, Chandler's playing a caricature of Kyle Chandler. Like his southern really accent is. gets he really amped is. up, and he suddenly is like, I don't even know the little girl's name, Millie Bobby Brown's character, but he just says it in such a southern twang. I don't even know why he's in the movie, honestly. Yeah. Because um, they gave him money. Oh, and yeah. they, they the backed the money dump truck up yeah. to his garage and he yeah. said, park it right there, please. Uh, <laughs> no, what's, funny, what's funny is, uh, just to, to tie, put the bow on Kyle Chandler, he – so this movie also posits a world where there is a hyper-fast train that goes from Pensacola, Florida to Hong Kong mm-hmm. in a matter yes. of hours. And so Millie Bobby Brown goes from Pensacola, where Kyle Chandler is – to hong kong and then kyle chandler goes from pensacola to hong kong and then at the end of it they're looking for each other i'm not exactly sure how they both knew they'd be in hong kong but then they find each other (laughs) in hong kong didn't didn't the same thing happen in the first movie wasn't millie bobby brown like lost in amongst the rubble and he somehow found her like somehow yeah okay so to, to answer your question about how bad these actors are and why that might be they are given like pretty thankless jobs where they have to just spout ex- uh, exposition and oh, pseudoscience yeah. for like 90% of their dialogue. And pseudoscience is fine if you pepper it in here or there. But when a whole movie is built on really ridiculous, hard to believe pseudoscience that these people say with all sincerity as if like, well, of course there's a train that goes from Pensacola to Hong Kong. Of course we've developed this new type of uh, vehicle that has power that could, you know, blah, 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 blah. And of course, of, Millie Bobby Brown knows how to, you know, use the controls for it, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and of course there's, you know, a hollow earth that this guy wrote about and everybody laughed at him, but actually it's true. Like, it's just there's so much of it. And when you have Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Rebecca Hall, Isa Gonzalez, Demi and Bashir, Brian Tyree Henry, Millie Bobby Brown, all these great actors, and you have them just say exposition and pseudoscience, it comes off terribly. It might be yeah. the worst example of those things I've ever seen. I, I've, I don't think I've seen another movie where the exposition is this. It's It's right off the bat. I believe we get exposition almost immediately. And then it just gets worse somehow. There's a yeah. lot of it. 
Yes. Thank, you thank know God for the fights to break up the exposition. <laughs> you know what's really bad? You mentioned like right off the bat, like the very beginning of this movie, we have a long title sequence. And did you guys catch how they did the title sequence? Like uh, it was a tournament, like March Madness, where it would oh, show it was the brackets. Yeah. Yeah. When they would cl- show clips of other movies and have like defeated, defeated. Yes. And then it yeah. showed at the end a bracket converging to Godzilla versus Kong as if that, they're that fighting for the amazing. national title of Kaiju. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it, I I watched that and I'm like, oh boy, like this is like the first sixty seconds of the movie. Yeah. At that point, I was just like, yeah, th- this is pretty obvious and pretty on the nose, and that's what this movie is. So let's yeah. just do this. Uh, and that's what we got. We got a ridiculous, expensive-looking slugfest with a lot of really really terrible exposition and human characters Fair uh, enough. but is it the worst dialogue of the year i will tell you there is a movie we're going to be talking about that's coming up in a couple weeks that's going to rival it well, you I'll, can't, I'll leave you can't it even at that. say what it is but i'll leave it at that okay we're looking forward to that discussion um <laughs> we'll keep with you mike real quick do you have any file final thoughts on this movie were those your final thoughts and and anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, it it is if there's people that just want to see Godzilla versus Kong and it, for it to look as cool as possible, like K.E.W.L. cool, this is probably their kind of movie. And, and if it's like if you're like a 10 year old or something and you just want to see this kind of movie, this is made for you. But if you're an adult who wants and why are you uh, listening to this podcast? Yeah, why are you listening <laughs> to this guy? Uh, <laughs> go to bed. Uh, if, if you're an adult, your and parents you want hate drama you. and and a lack of exposition in this kind of movie, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, this isn't the one that's going to turn the franchise around if you've hated every single one up into this one, uh, or if you've at least just been mildly, you know, displeased with every one of them up until this one. Uh, this is not going to turn it around. It's going to double down on everything you've probably disliked. And uh, yeah, so it is what it is. If you liked the other ones, this is for you. If you didn't like the other ones, fuck off. (laughs) That's pretty much what they're saying. Yeah, basically. And it's on HBO Max for free. So you might as well just give it a shot. And if if you roll your eyes like I did after 10 minutes, just don't even bother turning it off. Brian, any (laughs) final thoughts? I'd like to think that this is, yeah, really the final... The, the death nail in the coffin of, of not just the monster verse, but these types of movies, I, I, I don't wish to see, I mean, yeah, as much as I'd like to see a, a Kong film, I'm also not going to, you know, dying to see another Kong film. I'm, I'm especially just, where they left him at in this. Yeah. Movie. Like I don't um, care about hollow earth. Could yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can't, I, it's not the sort of franchise where I think, yeah, give it like, you know, a few decades and then, you know, let some other filmmaker take a stab at it. No, no a few I few decades, you know, to, <laughs> like we, we've seen now. I, I don't remember when the first Godzilla came out. And I, I would like to think, question mark, that that was the beginning of these giant monster films. I don't remember when the first Kong came out, but that wait, was. Wait, wait, are you talking about in this franchise or just in general? In general, in general. Uh, 50, um, 70 some years ago, like yeah, decades. Quite a while. I, I'm, yeah, I just don't. I, I, I think we've we've exhausted all of this. I, I just don't think there's a compelling story surrounding these characters. And as you know, like Mike said, if we could cut out the, 
the fight scenes and make a little mini film just based around that, you know, that'd be kind of fun. But I also don't want to see a full length movie that's nothing but giant monsters punching each other. This movie just feels like a bonus feature on the Godzilla King of Monsters DVD. You know, that <laughs> this, you know, and, th- and that bonus feature would be 25 minutes long and it would be just the monsters fighting each other. So mm. I just, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I think I was excited, maybe just, or maybe curious to see how this is going to turn out. But knowing, it's it's just inevitable. There's there's just nothing we can do here, and and by the end of this, I'll be somehow way more exhausted than I was in the beginning. You know. Yeah. So, and when I say beginning, I mean the beginning. Like that got that first Godzilla that came on 2014. Just I remember just being wiped out after it was over. It was so dreary and and <laughs> didn't work. And Kong Skull Island, yeah, was a was a bit of a shot in the arm, but. Whew, did it it somehow just trip downhill movie I, is 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 is, exha- is exhausting with with Godzilla by the end yeah. of it you're just like fucking end I yeah. I would say uh, just to, just to to get onto that for a second <laughs> I will say like the first Godzilla and by first I mean 2014 Godzilla was clever in that it, it did the bait and switch with Brian Cranston's character I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty good like shocking wise and yeah. then it Aaron did... Taylor Johnson couldn't carry it though that was no cool. no and it's weird now in hindsight to see Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch make out, but you know yep. whatever. But what I was saying is, is because it held back on the Godzilla ness of it, that by the time you got to the final act and he actually like came out and like did his breath and all that, that was like a triumphant moment. I remember seeing that in theater and people mm-hmm. were yeah. clapping, and it was that kind was of fun. Cool. And he does but, that like 13 times in the other yeah, <laughs> two Godzilla and, and movies. Yeah. That's the other thing is and, – and then when you see Kong, Kong's great because he can actually emote, right? Like he can yeah. – you can look at his eyes and he can emote. And then King of the Monsters is just battles and battles and battles. And then this one's like, well, what can we do now? Uh, robots. And yeah, yeah, they, they've done it. They've done it. We've seen it. It, it can end now. Um, it's not going yeah. to, um, <laughs> no. but it should. And, and for those listening – I, I like uh, mindless, dumb action movies. I love them. We just like we spent, what, an hour and a half talking about 90s action movies recently. Like mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. love brainless movies, but there is a big difference between Fast and Furious and Godzilla versus Kong. Like that yeah. franchise, I don't necessarily enjoy Fast and Furious all that much, but they actually make you care about the characters. And I mean, I, I think you're hanging your hat on a very weak uh, nail on the wall there. No, but like, well, no, because we <laughs> um, the Paul Walker death was done in the movies. Like people were crying like that movie made a billion dollars based on just like people's nostalgia for Paul Walker and Vin Diesel racing cars. Right. Like and and this movie doesn't even have that. Like there's I don't care about Millie Bobby Brown's whatever character or Julian Dennison and. Brian Tyree Henry, like, in fact, I, I actively don't like them. And, and <laughs> you can't make a movie where I'm rooting for the, the humans to die. And yes. the best character you have literally doesn't say one word. Like, I mean, wow. That's so, the big the big hump to get over for these movies. And they've been proven, like Brian said, with Pacific Rim and these Godzilla movies now, is that you can have all the actors in the world, all the best actors in the world, uh, in these movies, but if you don't write them well, if you don't give them something to actually, you know, grab hold of, then it's it's just going to be a waste of talent and a waste of money. Mm-hmm. So you need to start with the script and and really work out 
what's compelling these humans to do what they're doing, not just pseudoscience and uh, we need to get Kong to the Hollow Earth and get him his secret axe and, and all that bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it's gotten to the point where we've seen the big bad fights. So now it's almost going to be punk rock if they decide to not have them fight. Like, that's where I'm at now is like, show me something <laughs> shocking. Give me something. They get to the God's... point where they're going to fight and it's just like, hey, can we be buds or? <laughs> yeah, like surprise me. Give me something. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Make them talk. <laughs> so, so this, my, God, my final. starts signing. Oh, that oh, would have been no, amazing. No, no, no. Oh, if he does uh, Congo, so if he does Amy from Congo, mm -hmm. then that would be fine for me. No. Oh, yeah. So so here's the thing. Brian mentioned Pacific Rim. We talked about Pacific Rim. That's really all they have left is this crossover that probably won't happen but should, right? And I say should as in it's really all that they can do. We've seen <laughs> robots. Now we need humans inside the robots. Like that's the only thing. But here's the problem with that is you've already made Godzilla and Kong – friends kind of sort of and yeah. you've already got us to care about kong so what are we gonna have like humans fighting kong is that like it and now we're gonna be like well we like kong kong's a good dude hey, here just like the last episode i'm gonna pitch a sequel oh god Ooh. uh independence day happens the aliens invade who's our fucking savior godzilla and kong oh, that's I'm not that's the movie not against it not against it <sighs> You can't you can't see the eyes in my I know I hear they're them. just rolling. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I, OK, so I mentioned the Jaegers is kind of like the only thing left. You're absolutely right. That is the only only other thing left is an alien invasion. But boy, does that's like, oh, man, Alexander Skarsgård goes from like hollow Earth to other Earths or was it going to be multidimensional Earths? Like, oh, God, it's going to be so good. I can't wait. Someday. <laughs> and it'll get Christian Bale to star in it. Yeah, just some ridiculous and, cast and our where you're Caprio. like, what the fuck? Yeah. It'll be directed by, like, you know, the Russo brothers, and then we'll just all hate it. <laughs> well, if the Russo brothers are behind it, I might have a little faith in it, because they care about their characters. Adam no, Wingard is good, It'll be guys. some, like, indie director or, like, the, the guys that did Uncut Gems, you know? Oh, no, God, like... not the Safties. Do not. How dare you? The Safties, you. yep. No. <laughs> No, I would love to see like a coked up Kong, you know, just trying <laughs> to bite around his nose. <laughs> He's on drugs. Literally yep. a mountain of ghosts. <laughs> uh, he has a handgun. He's got to take loans out from a loan yep. shark. Yep. Um, signing. <laughs> What's the sign for cocaine? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But oh, he's wearing a jacket. Oh man, I would love, I would love this new. I like this new Kong we're coming up with with here, guys. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> he's got dentures for some reason. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no. So here's the problem, though, right? Adam Wingard's actually a good director. He's done yeah. some some iffy movies. Death Note, not great. But your next and the guest are really, really good. And if yeah. you haven't seen them, go watch them. I think it was Michael Daughtery or Dowdery. Who yeah, did, Michael Doherty, who did Trick Doherty. or Treat. There that's right. Did remember. King of the Monsters. And yep. he did Trick or Treat. And that's also a super solid genre movie. And yes. I think he also did Krampus, which is also a lot of fun if you guys haven't seen. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jordan Vote Roberts, who's really good, is is uh, did Kong Skull Island, which I think is actually pretty good. But I And I can't even tell you who did Godzilla. 
Boy, that's terrible. That, that is be... Gareth Edwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All these directors have made at least one movie before their MonsterVerse film that have been really, really good. All of them have shown huge promise. And, and then they just, like, whiff. And then they yeah. whiff. Yeah. So I, I, all that to say, I don't want anybody to make another movie because, God forbid, they make another one of my favorites, like the Safties or you know, the Russos, like we said, and they just turn in a turd. Like, I don't want that for anybody. So, yeah, I guess we'll just wrap it up there. We kind of kind of went off on tangents at the end, as we do. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, long- these movies are just they're set pieces with a movie built around them. And that's yep. even even Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro, who did Pacific Rim, was very honest about him just visually being compelled by the you know, the concept of Pacific Rim, but didn't really, he didn't have much of a story to grab onto there. So all of these, it just, it's very plainly laid out that, that these are, are looks first, brains second. And it's, it comes across that way. At least Del Toro was able to get a couple of good performances though. Ron Perlman and Charlie Day, I thought they were fine. But they (sighs) sort of, right? (laughs) That right? movie. Does. I don't. I don't have a lot of positive things to say about that movie, but <laughs> it looks <laughs> nice. Yeah, it does. It looks good. But I think overall, like you were saying, is just when you, whenever you start with a an idea like, well, Godzilla has to fight King Kong. Let's figure this out. Yeah, it's probably not the way to go because yep. it's just not going to. It's going to feel like that was what you wanted to do, and and this movie feels like studios saying, well, make Godzilla fight Kong. I don't care how you do it. Yeah. And the, for for a universe that was built on a movie that started with a dramatic reaction to the horrors of World War Two and the effect nuclear of stuff the people and, of yeah of the nuclear explosions on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the and where it's gone, it's just so outrageous that this is where we are now yeah. from that to this yeah. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, the the first one is always voted best for a reason. It has a purpose, and these just don't. So no. there you go. No. So with that, I want to end and say thank you guys for enduring Godzilla vs Kong with me and talking about it for an hour. Um, we can officially forget it tomorrow um, <laughs> and move on to whatever else we're going to talk about. So thank you guys and uh, thank you for listening to us ramble, and we'll be back. So. Goodbye. Bye. That was my Godzilla roar. Oh, boy. (laughs) 